Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Are you looking to scale your company and need to create the proper processes and procedures? Do you want to know how to properly develop your team to take over tasks? Listen to today's episode to hear tips on creating standard operating procedures, delegating to staff, and more. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining me today. If you missed my last episode and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on my social media pages as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when my podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. This episode is a little different as I recorded multiple podcasts in one day at an event and didn't have bios to read at that time. So let me share a little bit about my guest today. Yvonne McCoy, MBA, is a women's business strategist who helps women entrepreneurs to push past their six figures by prioritizing what they love so they can accelerate profit simply. She is passionate about turning business challenges into practical solutions, expanded opportunities, and increased income. Her extensive experiences in coaching, divisional operations, and diversified job training, as well as life experiences, are the basis of her practical systems. Based on her professional and personal journey, she helps you find the hidden profit treasure in your business. Her biggest personal accomplishment is losing over 150 pounds and keeping it off. Now to the interview with Yvonne McCoy. Well, Vaughn, welcome back to my show. I know we had you before on a different pot of Palooza, and so I'm very happy to have you again. So for those who didn't hear that episode, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you began working with entrepreneurs. Hi. Well, one of the reasons 
although I did coaching for years before, like everybody else, COVID had an incredible impact on my business. And um, in March of 2020, I didn't have COVID, but I ended up in the hospital. And when I got out, everybody was shut down for COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, and I had, I was working with a lot of nonprofits. And so they didn't have any money and I lost all my clients. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of reinvent myself. And one of the things that happened was that I started looking at productivity and as an entrepreneur myself, the challenges that entrepreneurs have. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I got into working with entrepreneurs that, you know, have a business, but want to get through their first, you know, past their first six figures and onward to their second figures Mm -hmm. and the challenges that they face. Mm-hmm. So there are so many different challenges as entrepreneurs that we are facing too, whether it's a startup company who's trying to, you know, get their up, up off the ground and bootstrapping to someone who's bigger and has hiring challenges and all different things. So like, what do you see as some of the key challenges that across the board people really are dealing with? Well, the first thing is you're an entrepreneur and you have everything in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you really resist putting it down on paper or documenting or coming up with standard operating procedures, which makes it really hard for anybody to be able to help you. And mm-hmm. so you're not going to be able to grow your business without that help. And so one of the things that I talk about is, you know, I talk about the one small change and the one small change is knowing what you want your legacy to be. When you're 100, what do you want people to talk about? And so in that light, what kind of business do you want to have? Do you want to be a business that only has five people or do you want to have a business that's bigger? Do you want to have businesses just one-to-one or do you want to have strategies where you're going to have groups, you know, and how do you, how are you going to scale your business, you know, so that it can be Mm -hmm. profitable. And so the first challenge is really shifting out of your head and saying, I'm a business. I need to, you know, start to document what I'm doing so that I can have quality. Once I have quality, I can have productivity and then I can have scale up my profit. So that's Mm -hmm. probably the first one that comes into light. And part of productivity, which is to me really interesting, is that it actually started in the 1700s as agricultural. It was actually bushels per acre which we're Mm. not doing. And then it went to the 1800s and it was widgets per hour, which is the model that we're stuck in. You know, Mm. that's why we want to check things off our lists. And unfortunately, what we check off is the things that we can do the fastest, not the Mm. things that are most important because we are in an informational society. We get paid to think and to be effective. And that's why getting out of your head and taking a step back from your business and going, this is a business. What do I need to make it run? How do I get that knowledge out of my head and communicate it to other people? The other part that happens is you tend to be the people that are helping you are friends and family or close, mm-hmm. you know, which may not be they have your best interests at heart, but they may not be the right people for the job. They're not filling the right role. So the second challenge is I'm an entrepreneur because I didn't want a boss and now I have to be a boss. Mm -hmm. And it takes you out of kind of community. So instead of being one of, you know, it's us against the world. Now it's them and me. Mm -hmm. Learning, you know, what your leadership style is, learning how you can 
empower the people that are there for you because you know what the thing that i hear so often is i could have done this faster by myself yeah right. you you could have done it faster one time but you can't do it faster 10 times and mm -hmm. so it also may be that you're not doing it the best way so learning to communicate and say this is this is what our goal is this is what the purpose of this is this is how i've been doing it do you have a better way to do it before you take it over? Mm -hmm. and I've been on delegation a lot this week. This is like a theme. And so, you know, the one tip that I can tell you that will save your life and keep you from pulling your hair out is if you give somebody, delegate something to somebody, don't wait till they finish it to check in on them. Mm -hmm. If they've got five things, say, I want you to do, come back to me as soon as you don't understand something or when you finish the first one, we can look at it, see if it makes sense. Because I never will forget the time that I told somebody to call 100 clients. They hold, they called 100 clients. They came back. They were so excited about how fast they did it. And it was my fault. The information was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so we had wow. to go back and recontact those people again, which made us look really stupid. Right. And the person was like, oh, my God. And, and and the other thing that I learned was they came back and said, everybody wanted to know about this. If I if she'd only called five people, we could have included right. that information in the call. So that's kind of the second thing. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is you can't really build a business alone. You know, we talked about the people being the right people. At some point, you're going to have to bring in people with specialized backgrounds that really have the background to do the job. So there, there are two mm -hmm. issues there. One is find good people like Candy, who is specialized <laughs> in bookkeeping and stuff like that, right? But the other thing is, what do you do with the people that were loyal to you, mm -hmm. that you have? And so that's kind of a loyalty thing. And so, you know, there, depending on your business, there are lots of different ways to handle that. I mean, it could be that, you know, the way the business is going, there really is no place for them. Or it could be they need to be in a different place in your business because you brought them in because hopefully they had something to, to add to it. Mm -hmm. And so those are kind of the three things. And the part that makes it even more complicated is the cash flow, because sometimes when you need people, right. your cash flow <laughs> is not where it needs to be, which makes it even worse. So mm -hmm. those are just kind of three things that I see that are normal challenges to all entrepreneurs. And if you know that they're coming, you can be much better prepared for them and they don't have to be as drastic as if they catch you out of the blue. Right. <clears throat> there were so many things when you were talking that I was thinking through, like the first one, you know, talking about having things not in your head, right? So someone else can also follow that process. And so many people think, yeah, well, I'm a solopreneur. I don't need to worry about that right now. But you, like you said, you want to be prepared for when you bring someone in. And then when you do bring someone in and then you're helping them and it does take longer, yes, it takes them longer, but they're going to learn and they're going to get up to speed. So just give them a little bit of time, you know, because even when we started, we weren't as efficient as we are now, right? It took time to go through all of that. So I do think there's this process where sometimes we're almost like shooting ourselves in the foot because we're thinking, well, mm -hmm. I'm just a solopreneur or I'm not going to need anyone. And then when you do, then you're like on their case because <laughs> they're not as fast, you know, and, oh, I could have just done it. I shouldn't have hired, you know, I think 
we need to look past all of that and realize in the long run, if you are going to continue to scale your business, you do have to have those people and, and putting the right people in the right position. And it may be, like I said, that you hire for someone's, you know, their values and their, and you teach them something. They may not always come in fully capable of doing something, but you can get them who they can grow into that position. So when, when you're hiring, you should definitely hire for values first. You know, I had um, one of the nonprofits that I was working for got a grant from the city and it was a Christian Mm. school. And so all the programs that a lot of the programs that they that they had that were like extra things, they had like extra Bible studies after school so the kids could be there longer and stuff. The people that they hired did not have those values and it caused conflict. But so you, and you can always train somebody if they have. Right. So it's kind of values and desire. Or do they have a desire to learn people that are there to, you know, that have the desire are probably always going to be better for you. I used to be in the tax business. I don't know if I ever told you that for 15 years. And I remember, you know, they had a course that they went through and everything. And I remember talking to this guy and I said, what happens if you made a mistake? This was before computers. But what happened if somebody checks your work and there's a mistake? You know, how are you going to handle it? And he was like, I never make mistakes. Do you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, no, can't deal with this person. I mean, how are you going to, how are you going to, you know, so that's the first thing. And I'll, and I'll give you a quick trick that people that I think works really well. And I call it the three P's. And so when you do have to solve a problem because you're growing and you have things, we tend to, the first thing we tend to go to is what's wrong with me or what's wrong with this person, right? Mm-hmm. So what I want you to do first is I want you to go to the procedures. Do I have a procedure for this? Does this procedure need to change? Is it still working? Is there something different about the situation that I need to add a procedure? Then you go to the person. And what you're looking at is, have I actually trained them to do what I'm asking them to do? Mm -hmm. And do they have the resources to do it? I mean, a really silly example is I tell you to make X number of copies of this and you come back and you say, I couldn't do it because there's no paper you know, right. then the procedure is how do I, you know, what do I put in place so that I, p- other people know that it's time to reorder instead of me, right? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, so then if they're, that you've trained them, you've given them a chance and all that kind of stuff, then maybe that's not the right person for that role. You know, if they're incapable or the, if they're incapable of doing it, or if it turns out they're subordinate and they just don't want to do it, then that's mm-hmm. a whole different issue. And, and the third P, the third P is being proactive, not to just, you know, be in crisis mode all the time and solve each problem as it comes up and say, okay, when does this problem happen? And what can we put in place to keep it from happening again? Mm-hmm. So those I, are, that's one of the reasons you want to have procedures. Mm-hmm. Well, and even while you're talking, I was thinking of someone I hired at one point who came in, he had been going to school and taking some accounting classes, but didn't really have any experience. And I was doing a test at the time for any applicant just to see, you know, what skill level did they have? And I found that he was industrious by trying to look at other things in this test software to figure out the solution. And so to me, I was like, I want that in somebody, right? So maybe he didn't know how to do everything, but he knew that he could start researching and finding information. Mm -hmm. And so I brought him in and he was an excellent employee for many years, you know, and 
So it's not always the skill they have at that moment. Right. Right. But you know, what do you see in that person that you're like, this is what I want to have. And the other thing that I'm going to add to that is this is what I want to have, but what do they want? And and in the same Mm -hmm. situation, I had a client who had, you know, their admin person and in their mind, they were like, we're going to take her through accounting and she's Mm going to be this great accounting person. And, you know, she showed no interest in it. Finally, I said, Mm -hmm. how did she get here? She said, well, she was a friend of, you know, somebody that we knew. She'd just gotten out of school, you know, out of college and she needed a job. And I was like, but what did she major in? Mm -hmm. And they said, she majored in theater. I said, then she's never going to be an accountant. I mean, this is like the exact opposite. Basically, Mm -hmm. her becoming an accountant to her is like, you've killed my dream. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I it's think it's so important to ask those questions too. Yeah. You know, like I said, when you're bringing someone on, and that's one of the hardest things to do, honestly, as an entrepreneur, finding the right person. And, you know, that things can look great on paper and sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes it's the opposite. Maybe something doesn't look as great, but you give someone a chance and then, you know, they really blossom. But finding out really like what is their passion? Like what motivates them? Do they enjoy working with numbers or would they rather be doing other things, you know, and putting them into that right position in your company? Because most of the time, you can take someone and figure out how to use their skills in your business in a way that's going to help you that you may not have thought of originally. And I think the other thing is, I just forgot it, but, but, but finding that, you know, finding finding that right fit is not just Mm -hmm. about the skill set. Like you said, it's the skill set plus, and, oh, I know what it is. And no, that as the entrepreneur, you're probably the number one reason that person is either going to succeed or fail. Mm -hmm. And I say that because what I have seen is highly motivated entrepreneurs will pick really good people and then micromanage them into mediocrity. You know, they they want to have so much hands-on control. I mean, I like I said, I, I actually saw I actually had a client and I saw her make an employee cry because she had picked mm-hmm. the wrong folders for a meeting. And oh, wow. Do you know? So, you know, that person is never going to show initiative again. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it was really hard for me to get her to see that she was not clear on how she delegated what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. She just basically said, go get some folders. And she did. You know, she mm-hmm. went to the dollar store. She got folders. They look good. You know, she didn't say this is a really high level meeting. We need to, you know, don't go to the dollar store. Go, you know, or show right. me two examples before you buy them. And that's the other reason to have procedures is so that you mm-hmm. don't have to micromanage or you don't snuff the, you know, the innovation out of the good people that you hire. Right. And I think when it comes to those procedures too, like, as the person who's writing them. So often it starts with us, right? Because like you said, it's in our head. So we have to write the procedure and we might think like, oh, certain things are obvious. And so they're not put into the procedure. And I think making sure you put every step and then handing it to someone and say, go through and follow my procedure. And then if they're stuck on something, then you realize you missed something, right? But having someone else actually have to do the task following your process, Mm -hmm. I think is extremely important. Don't you? 
Somebody, somebody <laughs> just gave me a really easy way to do this or an easier way to do it. She said, because I, I, I can't bring myself to do this. I just, you know, I always find something. And so what she had the person do was shadow her mm. and write the procedures as she was going through it and then try. That's a great idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it kind of solves two problems. One is that you don't want to write it. So you get somebody else to write it who actually is looking and trying mm -hmm. to get it right. And I thought, that's a great way to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a great tip. Well, I know we're running short on time. So yes, I want to yes. see, you know, do you have an offer that you would like to share with our listeners? And for anyone who's interested in connecting with you, how can they reach you? Well, you can definitely get me at bookacallwithyvonne.com, which is there. My course, The One Small Change, Accelerate Profit and Productivity with One Small Change is at www.productivitycoach.today. If you come with, you know, if you book a call, I also have an, a tool for you, a productivity tool that will help you. So there are lots of ways you can do that. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So we will definitely put information in the show notes too. So any links, you know, that you want to share, be sure to, you know, give us everything. Uh, but thank you so much for joining me today and talking with me again on Potapalooza and sharing your wisdom on yet another topic. So I Look appreciate how far your we've time. come. <laughs> I know. Right. It's been great. It has been. And I will send you some other links. And thanks so much again for letting me share with your audience. Sure. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And you too. Bye. Thank you listeners for tuning in today. I hope you found this discussion interesting and enjoyed the discussion on how to develop your team to scale your business. Would you please share my show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite platform? I'd really appreciate your support. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Yvonne or send me a message at media at abandp.com. I hope you can join me for my next interview. And remember, you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. This episode is sponsored by Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services. If you are overwhelmed trying to handle the financial aspects of your business, ABMP is here to help. Contact us today at 310 534-5577 or contact at abandp.com. My team and I are eager to assist you. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to BizHelp For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.